you know how you talk about this is completely unrelated, but I just feel like I don't know why I'm recording this exact break in, but what you just said, like being homesick with kids and like Sebastian's home, he's the older one, he's eight. Yeah. Thank God the younger one's not home, the three-year-old. Okay. So this weekend I was at a family thing. And for some reason, like the beginning of the pandemic came up. This is like all family different. It's like 20 year olds with their parents, my like um, brother-in-law who their kids are seven and eight, or now they're eight and nine. When the pandemic hit, they were six and seven. And he was like, wasn't the beginning of the pandemic so magical? Like I just was able to just enjoy the kids. They were just, you know, like they were at the age where like they were self-sustainable. And, but then we just got to, I got, did the housework during the week. And then on the weekends, we just got to enjoy each other. And let me tell you, I saw the look on your face, the rage that my body experienced while he was saying that to a table full of another person who was, I had been speaking with her earlier during the day about how she was the mother of, of like college students and 20 year olds. And she was talking about how wonderful it was because they had left the nest, but now they came back and it was just so nice to be, they took turns making dinner. So all of them sitting around the table, smiling and nodding about this, like I'm having chills right now, just remembering the rage. And I knew that like nobody else on the table would understand how I felt. So, and it was like, I've said it every time people usually say that I'm like, not if you had a (laughs) two-year-old. So I just was like, I'm just going to walk away. So I got up and I walked away. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is what Amy's talking about when she talks about the trauma. Like I didn't, I thought I didn't have much trauma from the pandemic, oh. but oh, the rage of you talking about how wonderful it was. Cause I remember calling my sister, her, like her, you know, this is his wife repeatedly begging her to let me come over with my two-year-old because I just <laughs> needed to not be the primary 24 seven to my two-year-old plus trying to do my job. Right. And being in the same space again, you need a new space. Yes. I just wanted yeah. the six and seven-year-old to play with my two-year-old because I knew that they would. And I knew that it yeah. would take, give me like a 10 minute break. And she wouldn't let me come over because she was too overwhelmed figuring it out herself. And I, and I was like, to hear that they had any second of relaxation, let alone full weekends <laughs> of enjoying their backyard. Holy rage. Holy <laughs> sorry rage. to laugh. I know. But one, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry yet comforted by the fact <laughs> that you thought of me over the week and you were like, this is the shit. This is the, yep. this is the trauma. This is the this trauma. Is the shit she's talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's because like, of, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, just because of us talking is why I was able to be like, let me remove myself. This is my trauma. Yeah. Like I was able to realize it because I've been talking with you. Otherwise, and I hello, just can I just with, with that sound that you just shared, can I just that's a little plug for my business, a little plug for mm-hmm. therapy. That's mm-hmm. exactly one of the little gifts of therapy where you're like, oh, my God, that's the thing we totally we put a name to it this week. That's the thing we were talking about. That's why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And what can I do with it right now? I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yes. There's just no winning in this right now. Um, or other people might be like, you know what? I'm going to advocate for myself and let these people who have adult children or whatever, a different situation, I'm going to let them know what it was like for people mm-hmm. with toddlers. That would have, mm-hmm. you know, somebody might choose that journey. But yeah, it's so funny you say that. I have similar, I had a similar sister dynamic during the thick of the pandemic where, so we hightailed it out to um, to my parents' house uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, as you know. Um, and it's, half a mile from my sister's house. My sister has four boys, all different ages. The youngest one is Sebastian's age. So the youngest one is like eight. And I remember, and I know she was overwhelmed. She is navigating her world. And so we would just like 
gently check in and test the waters where I'd be like, cause I had nothing to do outside of session. So I like Audrey's 18 months. So what does a mom with an 18 month old do? Like you put them in the stroller and you walk. Yep. <laughs> and so, um, and my daughter started to figure out that her cousins didn't live very far. And so Aww. she would be like advocating yes. where I'm pointing and she'd be like, she'd, whatever word she was using at the time, she'd be like, let's go down there. Yeah. So I would like, I would just hold my breath with a text message being like, is today the day we're all going to meet on the trampoline that they have mm. in their yard? Or are we going to meet on the porch of their house? Can we do this? And those were my favorite days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel you on that because it was yeah, like, one, you were not relief. alone. Yeah. yeah. Small relief. You were not alone. Your kids are fulfilled by other kids. Um, oh. yeah. But outside of those little moments was like the isolation, the rage, the just oh, yeah. being over overworked, overspent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess so great for the other parents who had like 20 year olds or I guess good for them. Yeah, good for them. And I know everyone had challenges and it was a hard for everybody, but right. people talking about their moments of, oh, and we visited another, this is just me going off now. One of the friends we visited in California was pregnant at the beginning of the pandemic and had been not laid off yet. So she was still collecting a paycheck, pregnant, and she was also just waxing about how beautiful those two months were. And I was also like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, nope, I'm just going to not say anything because that's wonderful. Good for her. Right. (laughs) Um, Oi, the, the challenge of trying to raise a small human who needs attention 24 seven while they're awake, who drops a nap in the first few months of the pandemic, that's what mine did, drops all their naps um, and trying to do your job. And then hearing about people who had any moment of relaxation. um, Oi, 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 oi. But anyway, that's just, not what today's episode's about, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, I was, I just remember, especially the first two weeks being scared all the time, just oh, yeah. like, just Fear. very fearful, mm-hmm. holding my breath a lot, but also very, also practicing mindfulness. Cause like when my kids would just come and join me wherever I was sitting or being outside for a minute, and they would sit with me. I would work every muscle in my body and my mm-hmm. brain to just like tap in to them mm-hmm. sitting with me and enjoying the fresh air and like just a different, cause we were in a different scenery but oh my god the fe- like i can still feel the fear yeah of 2 years ago and now i'm sure everyone can relate cuz everybody has an apple product uh whether it's your phone or or whatever or the google photos um it's the t- you know we're now past the 2 year anniversary those photos are coming up yeah on everyone's phones and tablets and whatnot mm-hmm. and so whether you already were able to tap into your trauma before the but like before those photos or just keep in mind this can be this people are reminiscing one because of the obvious date two because there might be other things that are bringing up this time like the weather um mm-hmm. saint patty's day was kind of a marker for people um i just met with friends this weekend where we were reminiscing on like oh they have this annual saint patty's day party usually like the week before the actual day and you know it was such a big deal that they had to cancel it cuz it was right yeah. on the cusp you know 2 years ago um yeah so like weather smells certain markers, photos coming up, these things might be hitting you this week or this month. And so if it's taking you back to that time, good or bad, this is like, these are some of the reasons why it might be coming up. And Mm -hmm. yeah, if any of you have more negative feelings, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) just stick with us. We've got you. No, you're not, you're not alone. Oh, I can keep going, but I'll stop. I know. (laughs) 
are two moms whose literal job is to help other moms with their wellness. We know your struggle because we live your struggle. We are experts who supposedly have all the answers, but let's be honest, even expert advice can be a load of mothership. So each episode will discuss some mothership with one of us giving you expert advice and the other giving you the real like a like a mother. Let's dive in to the point of today's episode, which is all about the shit that you're in this week, Amy. Um, <laughs> tell us about your literal and figurative shit not, this week. First off, I barely, I barely volunteered for this, but let's just go with it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything to you, Beth. You don't have to uh, give away any information besides family has no, no information other than um you know anyone out there raise your hand if you if you've been bit by the stomach bug this week uh it started with our three-year-old sunday sunday she vomited why is it i've now been a parent for eight years right and like watching your kid vomit like never is okay like never gets normal it's always like it's very rare it's very much a rare thing in my family like we just Mm -hmm. don't you know some people are more nauseous than others, whatever. So it doesn't happen a lot. So when it does, it just like, oh, just like pains me. It's just, it's the most vulnerable looking yeah. situation. Um, they just I think, so confused. I have a theory. I think it's because we know how uncomfortable it is. Like growing up is not comfortable. Um, yeah. I have, a, I had a, a friend the other week, actually, who was telling me her daughter was growing up. And then later her daughter was complaining of stomach pain, like on her yeah. side was pointing and saying pain. And she was like, is it her liver? Is it like, what is going on? And then I said, it's probably her muscles. Like even throwing up makes your stomach oh. hurt because your muscles get sore when you throw up so true, much. True, true. Yeah. And we know this. So we, of course it's hard to watch your kid when you can feel the pain that they're feeling. It is hard. Yeah. So Sunday, our daughter went down. Uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, she went down and she was pretty mild. It was like one, one belt. And then mm-hmm. she was just like lethargic and, you know, that kind of thing. And we had gotten a heads up from her school a couple of days prior, like, Hey, there's a bug running around here. Um, let us just remind everybody how long you should stay home in between, you know, when symptoms hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, Oh, got it. Okay. So then I was like, Oh, am I fighting it? I don't know. I'm, I'm tired, whatever. And so she's back to normal. And then last night, my last night, my husband, Luke took the kids out while I was working to like, you know, five below, whatever, just get them out mm-hmm. while I was working. And um, he said, Oh, I'm dropping Sebastian off. His stomach hurts. And we were both like, Oh no. And then it just, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It just reared its head. He just, sorry, everybody graphic. He puked all over the floor. Like it just wasn't, he wasn't prepared. It was so sad. Yeah. And he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we're like, no, it's fine. You know, well, they also don't just, know. Like, how do you teach a kid to puke into a bucket? Like they don't know. Also, you're, I think you're so paralyzed as a little kid because you're like, what is the sensation coming into my body? Yeah. And like, and then you can't move. You know? And then like, and then, you know, depending on our kind of trauma response, like, <laughs> you know, depending on like how quickly we move in a crisis, uh-huh. uh, we might not get them the way they need to. So he's been down, you know, it just sucks because this is like his third sickness in about mm. a month since mm. mass came off. That's a whole yeah. other Yep. <laughs> that's a whole other thing you know so it's just this is life now right where we're trying to get back to normal and so part of being normal is now you're at risk of some of these germs that we haven't had in two yeah. freaking years yeah so uh yeah and so now today <clears throat> not only am I taking care of him which is really easy because he's he's an eight-year-old who doesn't really want to eat you know he just wants to be comfortable 
Um, I am playing with my own paranoia, hypochondria, maybe real symptoms. I don't know where I'm like, am I getting it? Am I fighting it off? Is it all in my head? Um, but you know, I'm tired. I'm not feeling great. So I've just been, um, I think I said to you at the beginning of our call, uh, today so far has been a mixture of like, I just lay in bed for an hour, um, parentheses. Cause I have the privilege because my three and a half year old is at, at school. Cause she's better. So she's gone. So I don't have to worry about that. It would be a totally different ball game if she was home. But so it's an hour, hour on hour off just happens to be that way today. Hour off in my bed, hour on sitting, okay. talking to you. Yeah. And then as soon as we're done, I'm back in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be like that all day. Take the rest when you can. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we decided to make this our topic for today because it's timely because Amy's living through it. And also because it happens to <laughs> all of us, whether or not it's a stomach bug or something else, like it's just something that happens when you have young kids is you get blindsided and you have your schedule shift out of the blue, out of the blue. And everyone's going through it. Right. I mean, I, I have so many moms I know, uh, who are going through it. I was talking to a a therapist, mom friend of mine yesterday, where she was like, I have a big exam tomorrow. And my kid just went down with a bug. And I was Mm -hmm. like, my kid just went down with a bug. And then like last week, a therapist friend of mine, she got knocked out with the flu. So like, this is, yep. um, Everyone's yeah, getting this sick is right now. very relevant yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, uh, we had it a few weeks ago, actually. Um, yeah, everyone it's going, yeah, it's going around everywhere. Um, yeah. So what do I do, Beth? <laughs> so, well, first is, okay. So you're not sure if it's in your head or if you're actually feeling sick, but you're resting. So that's great. The fact that you're resting is great. Now with my dietitian hat on, I would tell you to also prime your body to be, to feel as good as it can. And then also just in case you throw up, don't eat anything that you don't want to throw back up right now. I don't want to eat at all. I haven't, it's uh, 1130. Is that nerves or is that? No, it's a little bit of, sorry guys, a little bit of nausea. Like I just don't have any interest in putting anything down. Okay. Got it. And listen to that. Sometimes listening to that. I think we all worry about, you know, like what if, you know, if you're having a stomach bug or if you're having whatever and you don't eat for a few hours or for a day and you think like, oh, I'm supposed to eat though to be healthy. Sometimes you're not supposed to eat to be healthy. Um, when I worked in the hospital, we would have patients often on, you call it NPO, if you've ever been in the hospital, like meal for us or something kind of Latin, but it's nothing by now. Like sometimes you're not supposed to eat until your body gets through whatever it's being sick with. Like we would have a lot on the GI floor all the time. People were not eating because they might have like their GI feels blocked and it's a you know small bowel obstruction where you're trying to see if it'll move itself along and then you finally poop it out or you know, the hospital, they do something else. But, but one of the ways to make it go away faster is to just not eat for a little bit for like a day or two and let your body work its way out. So sometimes it's not piling on. Yeah. Um, if you can get anything down, I would say liquids, but be smart about what kind of liquids. You don't just want pure water because that's going to, um, and for your kids too, because your body if you remember back in science class and osmosis, like you need the salt from one place so that the water can get absorbed from one place to the other. Um, you want to get your electrolytes. So I would say like drinking broth, even though you're not sick yet, like having chicken broth or bone Ugh. broth. Okay. No. Um, I'll or, try, but I'm like, I'm going to be a five-year-old for a second and say that sounds gross. Well then, then listen to yourself. What about, so this is actually when Pedialyte or Pedialyte popsicles come in really handy. Yeah, we have, we have the Pedialyte. Okay. sound cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can buy them or you can make them with just Pedialyte. So when I get sick, I go, my cravings go, if I have any, it's bland. Like it's yeah, good crackers. Like it's, it's 
yeah, it's like white food. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's whole grain bread or like, you know what I mean? Um, and I wouldn't even do whole grain bread. Like if you have a stomach issue, if it's like, I would do low fiber while your stomach's upset because you don't want to give it more work to do. Oh. You want to make it easy to digest the food. So I would oh, do I white bread. Of that. Yeah. I've only said whole grain bread because that's what we usually keep in our house. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Helpful. So if you have white bread, eat it, white rice instead of brown rice, applesauce. So you're not eating the skin, which is harder to digest. Um, I see her waving at her. It's, yeah. Wait, <laughs> back Hi. and kind of see you. <laughs> <laughs> Did he know? Oh, he gave it for a hug. You could give him a, you could give mommy a hug. Oh, he can't hear me. Yeah, but Peter had <laughs> Oh, that's right. Do you remember Beth? Who's Beth? You forget. Okay, we will work on this. So you know that Camille, um, when oh, we yeah. when after you guys moved, she was like, Where like the new neighbors had been there for a year and she was like, Where are their kids? The little boy and little girl. And I was like, <laughs> You know that's not the parents, right? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Camille. Um, imagine this is remember our old neighbor in South Philly. Oh, Camille's mom. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh, hi Sebastian. Yeah. We will plan a date soon. She says, hi. Yeah. We'll We're talking about how you're sick. Anyway, sorry. We can go back. Mm, She's just fine. snuggling by the bed. <laughs> so this is something this like, and it's really sweet. Um, kids interrupting is 1000% part of my life, both yeah. professionally and personally. Um, that's why I made my refresh program the way I made it, where like kids interrupt the group calls. I wouldn't say every week, but like often less now, I guess, as people are going back to work and kids are back at yeah. school, but it used to be every single week. Um, and this is why I'm not going to edit. I don't know about you, but I don't want to edit that out of this episode because totally fine. we don't live in a silo. Like we live yeah. these lives where kids are around and they interrupt yep. and it's part of it. And you have to acknowledge that and like be able to do what you're doing while acknowledging that it's going to get interrupted, which is what this right. episode is about. Yeah. Can, can I just say, <laughs> my husband is scratching. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just Beth. It's, I'm not like. It's just Beth, but it's also a podcast that's it's not getting edited. <laughs> because are you recording? I'm sorry. There will be no edits. I wish you could see his face. Like, oh. And this is working from home. Yeah. Hello. Um, uh, so last night, um, I was in the middle of a session and like, it was a really serious moment with a couple. And then I just hear my door, just like to my office, just like mm. bust open, like, like an elephant was coming through. And it was my, it was her, it was Audrey um, running away from bedtime. And like, I, I wish I could have had my face recorded to the couple where I was like, my daughter is entering. I'm so sorry. And I had to like put them on mute. I was like, let me take care of this. And they chuckle because oh, they have a kid, you know, but like, it's, yeah. it's not ideal as a therapist, but I'm also like, you know, yeah. it's not <laughs> ideal. Um, it's it's nice that they knew that they had kids because I feel like there's an understanding usually. Um, yes. Oh, hundred percent. This, ha- this happened once before with a couple with a kid and they actually said, they're like, no, we actually appreciate it. Cause there was this one time where Audrey, she somehow ninjaed out of her crib, like at an age, like none of it made sense, like how she was able to do what she did. <laughs> and she just like walked in the room while I was on session and, uh, and they saw her and, and I was like, like, I, I explained to them how and where she was sleeping that I was like, I have no idea how she just escaped. And they, later they were like, we really appreciate that with a kid, you know, with a young mm-hmm. kid ourselves. Like, it's nice to be reminded we're not the only ones going through it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. My husband sometimes makes fun of me because I reach, I like seek it out. Like when I was looking for a therapist last year, I was like, it needs to be somebody that has kids because I need them to understand yeah. firsthand how this feels. Um, uh, I know. I know that's a whole other conversation. Can, yeah. can people do this work if you don't have kids? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, give good ideas, yeah. but can you understand the challenge? Is that I, yeah. I always had, I had good ideas, but it's just a different ball. It's a different mm-hmm. understanding that I have now yep. for yeah. fellow parents. It's yeah. just, it just hits, hits deeper, hits different. It does. And I feel like I can guess now more. Like I just had a nutrition client um, just before our call that did she say that she was like, I, she was like, basically like, I don't think you understand how lazy I am right now. Like I can do the bare minimum. Like, oh, <laughs> no, like, I, understand. My <laughs> I understand. Um, you and can that's be what, one step ahead of them. Yeah. And I can guess like, well, you probably should just cut this. Like, don't even try to do that. Just go straight to this easier. Yep. Thing. Yeah. Um, okay. But anyway, what were we talking about? What to feed yeah, yourself? Sorry. Were you talking about Pedialyte? We were talking about when you're I was saying like bland, bland foods, low fiber. That's just where I go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you're feeling sick, bland foods, low fiber, um, Pedialyte's good for you and the kids. I feel like this is also what I was just talking to this client about. We often, um, as parents, we'll do things for our kids, but not for ourselves. And so when they're feeling sick, this is a time to remind yourself. I'm so glad that Amy, that you are taking your naps because you need to get healthy in order to take care of them. We've all right. heard the analogy about on the airplane, putting your mask on first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you need to take care of you. So even if you're not sick yet, like drinking the electrolyte fluid. So there's, you know, eating the bland foods, there's drinking Pedialyte, there's you know, noon tablets that runners use. There's IV, liquid IV. That can be a good one. Um, just electrolyte water, but making sure you're getting something in so you're not depleted. Um, and then I just want to ask you, because this is something, and I think I asked you this when you were on my, my podcast like a while back, um, but there's something I talk to all of my, my people about, my refresh members especially, about finding their healthy autopilot which what I mean by that is like, what can you default to when you don't have the time to focus on yourself, which as a parent, it's like never, um, but it's finding what you can default to when you don't have a lot of time or energy. So right now you are focused on the sick kid and figuring out how to fit your work day around taking your rest. So like, what can you do so that if your whole, le- let's say your whole household, hopefully this is the case, but let's say your whole yeah. household is sick for like two weeks, right? And just everything yeah. goes out the window. You end up ordering takeout. You end up just like, you know, making it work. We always say just, just make, you know, like, don't worry about being perfect. Just like get through, just like get through life. Survival. Survival mode. That's right. But then the two weeks end and what happens to a lot of my clients and maybe happens to you is then you're like in this other rut and how to restart yourself back into your healthy habits. And so the analogy I like to use is bicycling. If you're on a bicycle and you come to a stop sign and you come to a full stop, it's really hard to get the momentum back up to get back to speed. But if you do a rolling stop to that stop sign, it's easier to keep going. Yeah. So your healthy autopilot is kind of like your rolling stop. Like, what can you keep rolling this week? And that's a question for you. Like, what size? So eating salads is not going to be it because your stomach's going to hurt. No. Um, what can you keep rolling to get yourself through to next week? Well, this might be a good up. I don't know if this is the same question or the answer is the same question this might be a good opportunity to up my hydration game because that's mm. something historically I've had a problem with anyway. It's just like, yeah. you know, I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes that takes mm-hmm. place. I know it shouldn't. So, um, 
but I don't crave coffee as much. Right. So you're like, yeah, you know, sometimes sure. when you're sick, you're craving a bunch of things, whether it's bland food and in my case, bland food and water. Yeah. So I can at least use this opportunity to kind of like up that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I can do when I'm feeling a little better, I could add, add some fr- refreshing fruit, but is there any fruit that you would suggest that like I should lean to and any, I should lean away from that are like not good for stomachs. Yeah. So I want to come back to the hydration thing, but yeah, about the fruit. So, um, you basically want to do low fiber start. So you want to have, um, if you're going to eat an apple, take the skin off, like you're a toddler. Um, maybe don't eat oranges. Right. A little citrus acid, but then also the white strings, like those white strings are fiber, which are usually really good for you. But if your stomach is all upset, you don't want to add more fiber for it to have to work on. Um, or more, I guess, insoluble fiber, which is the kind that doesn't dissolve easily. So you want more soluble okay. fiber. So that would be like the inside of an apple. Bananas can sometimes help. Um, okay. They can um, so kind of go slow and see how banana does for you. The inside of a pear. Um, trying to avoid berries or things that you can't take the skin off of because the skin is that soluble fiber. Yeah. Uh, or no, sorry, the skin is the insoluble fiber that's kind of harder for your body to break down. Um, and then things like oatmeal, you could start with kind of slowly. Cause that's the thought as you start to introduce fiber again, like start with like white rice, but then once you can tolerate rice and toast for a few days, like then add oatmeal, um, because okay. that's fiber, I love but it's softer fiber. So that'll help like yeah. solidify stools and, and, um, and be better than the, than the crunchy kind. Okay, cool. I can um, do that. Yeah. But I want to come back to your hydration comment because I like that idea of like, sometimes you can't maintain your healthy autopilot. Like if you're sick, you're not going to be able to exercise, but maybe you are maybe taking a walk right now. I was going to, that was going to be my third answer to you, which was like, at some point, like I, I, I have enough energy in this moment where I could like slowly move and like take a very slow walk. That could be good for you. Yeah. Because that's good for digestion. That gets things moving. That gets your blood flowing, gets clears out toxins when your blood's flowing, like through your kidney. so maybe it's going really easy when you're sick. And so let's say, let's just pretend, I don't know your routine, but let's pretend like two days a week you exercise, you have like a thing where you like do a program. Let's pretend. I do. Oh, cool. What time? <laughs> 8.30 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I Tuesdays, knew that. Maybe you did. On Tuesdays, <laughs> I do a thing at 8.30 and on Saturdays, I do a thing at 9. Okay. And then I'm supposed, then I'm supposed to like repeat them on my own, like twice a week. Okay. So and let's just at least, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So the times that you would normally do that, whatever that intense workout is when you're feeling sick, don't do an intense workout, but do something. Do so something maybe now else. it's taking a walk or it's doing like looking at like a yoga, like a yin yoga video. That's like a relaxing okay. yoga or restorative yoga and just doing something or stretching. Just like setting a timer for 10 minutes putting on some songs you like and just stretching for 10 minutes, but doing something. So you're not losing the routine of every Tuesday at eight 30, every Saturday at nine 30 at those other two times. So keep your routine, but to change what's happening in it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, um, totally. I love it. Yeah. And then what else was I going to say about that? Yeah. That's the big thing I push a lot with my refresh members is like, don't, it does, you have to be consistent. That's how you get your long-term results with wellness because you want to be healthy for the rest of your life. Right. So that's the point. But it doesn't matter if you're consistent with the same exact thing. It's just like you consistently find a way to move your body. Yeah. Um, I used to have a boss that would say that she woke up every morning and asked herself, just like how we asked, like, what am I going to eat today? She'd be like, how am I going to move today? How am I going to move my body? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, Um, Okay, 
then the hydration piece that you were talking about. So you want to add that. So that's a new thing, but it's like taking advantage of the change. This might be a therapy thing that you work on with behavior change with people. But I always tell people, like, if you're starting a new job or you move to a new house or whatever, or kids start a new schedule to take advantage of that shift, to build in something that's for your health, because a shift is a time of like, you know, getting out of your change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you could be using this weird, weird time where you're not craving coffee to start. Right adding more water and maybe finding like a water bottle you like, or getting into a routine where you fill a glass of water before you have a one hour meeting. And then by the end of the meeting, you finish. Right. No, that's the thing. So um, I was just talking to someone about this recently. I have a water bottle. That I, I call it my, um, a lot of people use this concept. It's my emotional support water bottle. Um, <laughs> if you notice like every, you know, a lot of people might want like use the same one. So yeah. I have it all the time. I just don't necessarily utilize it as much as I should. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is you have to find the one you're going to drink. So yeah, yeah. maybe that's not it. Does it have a straw? It also, it, have a straw? it just has, um, it's a Yeti mm. um, and it just has like the closed lid and you open it. Um, it also doesn't help when your children steal your water because yours quote, taste better. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yeah. It probably does. Or don't Yetis keep it like a good temperature? Oh, yeah. But I also then bought him a Yeti uh. because I was like, just no, mine still tastes better. So. <laughs> awesome. Um, so maybe you need a backup water bottle. I probably do. It's time Is to there a new one. anything that you tend to chug? If it's temperature, mm. flavor, or if it's like type of cup. I mean, I really love me a bubbly like a, you okay. know, the, the bubbly or the ahas, but yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'll have like at most one a day. Um, okay. yeah. You could have more bubbly water. You could get yourself a, um, what do they call it? The one you make at home? Oh, my gosh, what is that? oh like a soda stream? Soda spray. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I try not to let myself have more because I'm like, it's totally a supplement for water. Like I'm yeah, not, that's fine. Okay. Hydrating. I guess I know I saw your, your post once about like, here are all the other ways you can hydrate, mm-hmm. um, which made me feel better. Cause I thought like, I thought bubbly was like a gateway drug. <laughs> I thought no. It was like, not totally. No. Okay. It's not a gateway drug if it's what you're drinking and you're not like, right. do you think it's a gateway to soda? Well, no, I don't know. I was like, I don't totally know if this is like, well, see, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm about to say words that dietitians don't <laughs> like, like good for me or not. Yeah. Um, but you know how, like, there was the fad for a while where, uh, marketing really pushed like diet Coke yeah. and then it came to, to be that diet Coke was absolutely fucking terrible for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was kind of like waiting for that day or like when Stevia was kind of, you know, the, the mm-hmm. type of sugar or whatever, uh, that was like really bad. So I'm like waiting for the day that they find something in the bubbly or the ha aha, where they're like, this is just as bad. Yeah, there might be something in the preservatives of the ones that are pre-made and flavored. I have to look again because I don't know. But um, but if you get a soda spring, soda soda stream, and, okay. and like put your own juice in it or something, like just squeeze a yeah orange into it or a strawberry. Yeah. Well, luckily or today like, I'm not ooh, craving make, anything. You could get one of those cups that has the um, what is it like the little thing in the middle where you can put either tea or fruit, like an uh, infuser the cup. diffuser thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then put bubbly yeah. water into it, and then that's totally fine. If there's something wrong with the other ones, which I can do research. Well, that's and cool. Then I'll make a post. I'll make a. Yeah. I'll make an Instagram post about it. If anybody listening 
at some point I'll nice. make an Instagram post about that. That's a great post. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not craving anything crazy today. So I, I see this as like, I'm craving water. I'm just craving, yeah. Yeah. you know. But we need to find you. So the reason why I asked you what you chug is because um, I want you to drink more of that. Everyone has what I call their gateway water bottle, which is just a gateway to hydrate water. <laughs> really and like for me, it's water. Sometimes it's bubbly water, but it's usually water in a cup with a straw. For other people, they hate straws. They won't chug out of a straw, but it's like a flip top because they like to play with the flip. It's like yeah. a fidgety thing. I mean, or some people, it's the untwisting. Yeah. No, this cup is like, if I'm going to drink, this is this is yeah. my best shot. I like, yeah. I put ice in it. It has to have ice in it. Um, hate when it ice melts. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So yeah, that is my, that is my best shot. And it's working but I could rhythm. probably buy, I could probably buy a bigger one. Cause yes. I think it's like on the smaller side. Do that and then give your kids this one. And then when they say the bigger one tastes better, Genius. be like, never let them taste it. Be like, this is a grown up. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. Um, all good things this is very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is totally an aside and a, a, a tangent, but you just made me think of it when you were saying the worst dietitians hate. Okay. So my heart broke a little bit yesterday with my daughter at the grocery store. So I took her to swim class and then my husband asked us to go get um, like French bread. Cause he was making Sam like, um, I don't know, like steak and steak and whatever sandwiches for dinner. Cool. So we went to, um, we, there was a sprouts right by where her swim class was. We went to sprouts and we were, lo- she decided she hates peanut butter because her cousin doesn't like peanut butter. You know, yeah. kids do that. So I decided I would get her to eat almond butter because whatever. And so we went to look in the aisle for almond butter and there was, she, of course, there's all the chocolate ones. And then she wants a chocolate one. So I was like, okay, fine, I don't care. Fine. We'll just find right. chocolate. If she's going to eat it, it's better than only eating jelly. So cool. Um, so then we're looking and there was one that, I, that was like cheaper. And I was like, oh, what's this one? And I started to look at the label and it had a lot of additives. And she was like, I want that one. And I was like, well, let's just keep looking at other ones. Like this one's not like the best. Let's keep looking. And she goes, oh, mommy, you always say food isn't good for me. And I was like, what? I don't remember ever saying that about a food ever, 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 ever. Like I try so hard to be neutral about food and to talk, you know, I try so hard to be like that. And the fact that she said that, and then ultimately I found like the next almond butter I picked up was better with chocolate. And I was like, this one has chocolate. Let's get this one. And she was like, fine. But then on the walk out of the grocery store, she was like, mommy, you always say that. And I was like, when else have I ever said that if food's not good for you? And so they listen. I don't they know totally when I said listen. it. I don't know how I gave her that idea because I try so hard to be unbiased and yep. to say you can have, you know, I'm giving her chocolate almond butter. It's not like I'm making her own not right. chocolate. You know, I thought I was being cool. Um <laughs> I thought I was the cool mom. Oh, <laughs> and so I don't know when I've said it, but I apparently I've said it. And so that's just a random um yes. total anecdote that I just thought I would share because you made me think of it and I feel like. I want people to hear that dietitian moms also struggle with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids pick up on like on body language. They just, mm-hmm. they, they know. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's a chance for you to like reflect and be like, where or the next time that you're trying to decide what to give them, maybe try to like, just really get in tune and be aware of like what your body language is. What are the, mm-hmm. so if you're not saying it's good or bad, what's the other words that, maybe you're saying that she's picking up on because she's yeah. smart as a whip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh man, it's tough. It is so tough. Yeah. Um, all right. But, but um, we should totally what? continue this topic 
this is a this is an opportunity you can edit yes. this if you want for another topic of like the kids and picking up on things yeah. because I can totally share about you know Sebastian has always had like picky eating stuff and mm-hmm. I know he picks up on like there was something he called me out on a couple weeks ago where he was like I stress him out and I really don't I mm-hmm. feel that my intention is so not to stress him out with food um like that's one of my biggest miss- missions and yeah. so to hear him call me out yeah. yeah I'm looking at you to call me out and and he's he was right because he was like you focus on this and you don't focus on that and like mm-hmm. I do eat I do eat some good foods so this is totally a good topic yeah down the line let's, let's do it for the next time all right so what's the takeaway for today so do you want to sum up well, what you think the takeaway is one before we get to the takeaway yeah uh there's a whole population of moms we have totally um ignored Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see you, sorry, we ignored you. And maybe we need to talk about this other time. Like w- I just talked about being homesick and how I'm resting. What about all the moms who can't, can't rest? I, know. I thought of that because, when you first said it and then I didn't say it. Yeah, no, it's all good. Like, but like, yeah, the moms who have like the new baby or the moms who just have like an active one-year-old, mm-hmm. like the, the, you know, the, the moms, moms who thought rage not. listening to this, I might've turned the episode off. Right. How rageful. nice for her. She gets an hour <laughs> to sleep. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes, totally owning my privilege today. Like, I, yeah. this is, that's why I'm like not even complain. I hope I didn't sound like I was complaining to people because I, I'm not. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm. This is a very B minus problem to have. Today. Right. Um, right. However, B minus problems are still problems, and so I think that right. you know, you know, all this like qualifying yourself against others. Yeah. You know, you still have your own problems. But so let's talk about if you cannot rest, what can you do? And that's some of the things you can rewind and re-listen that I talked about, about giving yourself the IV fluid. I mean, IV yeah. nutrition, I mean, what is it called? Liquid IV or the um, right. IV bag. That would be nice. Um, but giving yourself the supplements that have electrolytes um, going easy on your stomach and rest and like also cutting all the corners that you need to cut and going yeah. to survival mode. But just yeah, thinking about what <laughs> can keep happening, like, okay, so maybe you have an exercise time that you block off that you will take a walk or maybe not. Maybe that can't happen because you're stuck with the kid, but maybe you guys pull up some kind of video together at bedtime and you do like a bedtime wind down kitty yoga or something. So true. Um, Or, um, I mean, you give yourself a minute if you're coming home because you had to go to work and you're feeling sick and you know, the second you open the door, you're going to be encountered by your second job, which is parenting maybe you just stay outside the house for an extra minute and just close your eyes and breathe. Um, and just finding little ways to just remember that you matter too. Yes. When you go into take care of everybody else mode. Yes. And, um, a a doctor, many doctors have told me it takes us longer as moms to recover from our own colds because we don't get to rest like we used to. Um, and for some reason it took a doctor to tell me that, to put that in perspective. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, duh. Like that just like <laughs> really helped me. I don't know. That's yeah. just, that's helped me be okay with having to like rest more or to just uh-huh. admit that I just can't get up or um, to just like, you know, kind of sounds so silly, but like to ask my husband or to just allow my husband to take more of the brunt because I'm like, yeah, no, I need to recover too. Or I need to try and prevent this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 That's big. That's big, big is even to try to prevent, like, you don't just have to wait till you get sick. If you can ask for help. Right. Uh, earlier. Try and try your best to strategize. It's hard, yeah, but just yeah. try. And it's the productivity trap too. 
I had a client yesterday during our refresh call. She brought up a podcast and I'm going to forget the name of it. So I won't even say it, but it's some kind of women productive, productive woman or something podcast that she was listening to that encouraged her to, she made a whole list of everything, all of the things that she wants to get done, like all of the everything. And then highlighted the ones that actually mattered. Oh, okay. Because I was like, wow, that's anxiety producing. (laughs) I know, I know. But then highlight, just like realize the ones that actually mattered. Love it. And then the other ones can get done when they get done. Or I think she like scheduled them to get done next. Like she like did something more that anxiety inducing that I could handle, but something about spreading it out. Um, But I like the idea of just like take a look at your day when you're sick or you're weak and just like figure out what is absolutely necessary. And so if this healthy autopilot idea that I said feels unnecessary and like, it's not going to work for you, maybe it won't, but maybe there's some kind of small, tiny thing you can do to keep your bike from stopping totally and keep it going through that stop sign a little bit. Right. And I think maybe the takeaway is just like, it's okay to admit that you're a human, not superhuman. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. um, it's okay to do your very best to get creative. Cause I'm, I'm thinking of about all the moms that don't have it you know, that don't have the hour to just rest Mm -hmm. or that don't have an eight-year-old who's like more self-sufficient than a Mm -hmm. two-year-old. But I will tell you to those moms who are like, that's nice, Amy, you have an eight-year-old. Like it gets better. They become eight. That's it. (laughs) It gets better. That's good to hear. It gets better because- in it right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like they become eight and they can grab the cereal bar for themselves. They can, you know, they can communicate what they need mm-hmm. there. They, you can literally, you can rest when they rest. You can watch a movie together. So yeah. two is not forever. I promise. Yeah. Sounds delightful. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you everybody for listening. Yes. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back with another episode and we'll see you next time. Hang in there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our mothership. Have a topic you'd like to discuss? Leave us a message at the link in our show notes and your story could be spotlighted next. And if you're curious about working with, she means getting actual expert advice from one of us, check the links in our show notes to learn about how to work with us. Thanks for listening. And now go do that thing you got inspired to do while you listen to this episode.